so go ahead. Because Samir got, <laughs> this is Samir Samir got Samir sensitive about it. And I didn't get sensitive about it. It just sounds stupid. You're going to tack it on like that. Like, who cares? Oh, but not this, not the, not the Red Ranger that has the legal problems. That's dumb. You know it's dumb. It, it sounds dumb. You should feel bad. I don't. And this is the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. All right. So first things first, people. Uh, yes, we know NYCC is happening as we speak. So we will have to chime in on everything that's happening next week. Because um, from what I saw, Lovely, DC, yeah. I mean, DC ain't bringing no heat. They just announced some comics. And that's about it. I mean, are we surprised? I mean, they did the same thing at SDCC, so, and yeah, and had, you know, the Rock Comic. I mean, they've been taking, they've been taking L's for quite a while now. Yeah. All right, so, um, the one thing I saw this week, I knew it was coming out, but I got excited when I saw the trailer, um, and, uh, answer this question for me. Do you think this is shady? So... The last blockbuster on Earth is coming to Netflix on November 3rd. Yes. I mean, I definitely found it to be a little bit shady. I mean, I mean, no other streaming services couldn't do it. I mean, Hulu, Amazon. Um, give me some more. Uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus. But now Netflix was like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, they tried to buy us, so we're going to um, screw them over. But yeah, so this actually stars, uh, you know, one of our favorite individuals, uh, Randall Park, who everyone knows from such shows as Big Mouth uh, and such films as Always Be My Maybe. I meant movies. Um, I said films. No, I was right. Okay, so yeah, films has always be my maybe. Uh, always be my maybe. Ant Man. Well, he was also on Fresh Off the Boat. So he he's been on TV I, for a long time as well. I forgot about Fresh Off the Boat because I watched like the first two seasons and I like that's his out. claim to fame. His claim true. to fame is Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, that is true. I knew it was on the TV show. I just couldn't remember which one it was. That's why I started with TV. Then I said Big Mouth. I'm like, crap, I don't remember the other show. But yeah, uh, he was also in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was in WandaVision. He's going to reprise his role in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. He's also on Young Rock. Uh, I forgot he was in the Aquaman movie. He was in the Aquaman movie? Yeah, he was Dr. Steven Shin. Oh, shoot, he was. Yeah, the movie was not rememberable at all. Um, it wasn't that it wasn't rememberable. It's just it, it's been a while. Oh, he's in the third the sequel too. Yes. Yeah, and um, it also stars Melissa Romero, from, who everyone knows from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, as yeah. Detective Amy Santiago. So basically, the description is: um, Randall Park leads. Oh, this is a series. I thought this was a movie. What? No. It's, yeah. I thought this was a movie, dude. So it's a TV I'm, series, bro. Yeah, I really thought this was playing. A, I'm just like, how can you like? Is this going to be a limited series? 
I mean, the I'm, the last blockbuster on Earth is still open, but it's just like it's called it's called Blockbuster. First off, I, I know, but there is a last blockbuster on Earth. It's in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, so oh, um, that's because their internet is so crappy out there that they need rental videos. I guess. But yeah, so Randall Park leads the series as Timmy Yoon. He is an analog dreamer living in a 5G world where he is operating the last blockbuster store in the country. And um, Timmy and his staff employees, including his longtime crush, Eliza, who's played by Melissa Romero, um, must fight to stay relevant. And the only way to succeed is to remind their community that it provides something big corporations can't, human condition. So Tyler Alvarez is in this series. Madeline Arthur, Olga Murdis, J.B. Smooth, and uh, Camille Fairburn. And so, yeah, this is actually created. Yeah, J.B. Smooth probably has like uh, a walk-on role, like probably recurring. Yeah, I mean, J.B. Smooth out here making money. Uh, what's, what's his name on uh, Kirby Enthusiasm? I believe it's Leon Black. But yeah, so this is uh, created by uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Super, Superstore producer Vanessa Ramos. Um, she also did it with David Casper, who did Happy Endings, which is which was a very underrated show. ABC sucks for canceling that. And uh, Jackie Clark, who also um, EP'd on Superstore and Happy Endings. Um, so, yeah, I will definitely be checking this out. So I more than likely will be giving a review on it when it comes out. Samir, are you going to check out the show? Maybe, if I have time. Make time. Make time. I don't know. You gonna make time for Interview the Vampire? I have no interest in that show. There's that's the difference. I, do you think I have any interest for another comedy series? Just saying. Okay, I got some conversations in my ass. All right, then. No, y'all for case then. I might watch it though. I do like I do like the cast and the premise seems kind of funny, but I have to see if I have the time. Literally, TV is just the bane of my existence right now. Yeah, welcome to my life. All right, so shaming me for the we moments. have a. Uh, well, because you, yeah, you watch a lot of TV. It's like so and, much um, TV. You, and then you gave us the title right off the bat. Thank you for that. Sir. Anyways, so uh, we have a birthday. Uh, happy at this past week. Happy birthday to Hiroyuki Imaishi, who is uh, the director of such anime as Kill a Kill, Tengen Tapa Gruen Lagan, uh, Panty and Stalking, and of course the most recent illustrious Cyberpunk and Edge Runners. So yeah, very very prolific career. Yeah, and I didn't watch any of those, but like I said, anime isn't necessarily you know my big thing. But we we know that you've been lame for a long time, Carl. Just just I won't tell you, Carl, Bernard, both y'all lame. Just say you just say you're boring, and we can move on. So uh, this hostility was that your story, or was that like a little blurb? No, I'm just shout out. So. My story is a 21-year-old stabbed her sister to death for flirting with her boyfriend while playing Valorant. I'm like, okay, when I read this um, headline, I'm like, what? Why, why are we reporting on that? That's sad news. I mean, I mean, we talk about when like celebrities die in pop culture, but really? Because it has something to do with Valorant. That's why. I don't even know what that is. Are you an old person under a rock? How do you not know what Valorant is? It's one of the because most popular hero shooters right now. Never even heard of it, dude. Uh, it's a it's a popular hero shooter. 
Okay. Well, think. Okay, it, it's like a cross between. Uh, it's like a cross between CS:GO and Overwatch, essentially. I guess, but since you want to bring the podcast down with people, um, stabbing her sister to death for flirting with her boyfriend, how about you give us some more details while about while it? playing Valorant? Okay, so okay. uh, is is this thing is just downright kooky? Uh, if it wasn't so um, if it wasn't so nuts, but yeah, so basically. Uh, Fatiha Marzan, a 21-year-old woman from Orlando, Florida, has admitted to stabbing her sibling. Yeah, I know, right? Um, according, to report, according to the report of the Orlando Sentinel, uh, Fatiha's sister, Sema, was playing Valorant with the former's boyfriend, messaging him and using in-game chat. Uh, Fatiha repeatedly hid reportedly hid knives in, in a closet. And on the 26th, she waited until the family went to sleep and uh, before stabbing the 20-year-old Sema uh, three time, three to four times in the heart ugh, at 4 a.m. Dang. In the bedroom they shared. That's just nuts. So essentially, she uh, she expressed an issue with the, the boyfriend and the sister talking on the, uh, on the um, game repeatedly. But... Um, it's uh, it, I guess it kept going, and she just had to. I'm like, I guess she just it's just flipped. I'm like, really? Anyways, this is like I guess this is one of the many um, uh, violent incidents that have been inspired by video games, which obviously just isn't the video games. Is people being crazy. This could have been anything. I I, I wouldn't even say that was inspired by video games because the person who was playing the video game got stabbed. Not you know, not not the other way around. I mean, we don't even know if her sister was a gamer. We just know she stabbed no, she her. Was. Yeah, she was. Sister. Oh, you mean the 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 the, the assailant, the, the old, alleged assailant? Yes. yes. Yeah. No, we don't know if she was or not. Yeah, correct. But uh, <laughs> I guess the catalyst was the game that their boyfriend and the sister were playing. <sighs> so yeah, that that was just. I thought that was story was wacky. Let me see if I can find a soundbite, but if I can't, Charlemagne said it does. Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Florida. I need to leave. Leave what? Right. I mean, I guess. There's crazy people everywhere. Florida. Yeah, but it's primarily the Bronx and all of Florida. So here's the thing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna this is one of the few times I defend uh uh Florida. Okay. Uh it Florida's a nice state. And, and, and a lot of areas, and people like to come here and tourists. All right, we get everyone else's crazy too. Okay, how often do you come across somebody and they're surprised that you were born and raised here? Oh, I think most people just move into Florida. You know why? Because we get everyone else's crazy. Okay, we don't we don't Samir. grow crazy. It comes here. Samir, sometimes it grows here. Did you? It don't. It, it frequently don't. It's most of the time it is a transplant. Someone came in from the north and they got crazy here. I'm just saying. All right? You want to blame everything on on Florida being crazy? Nah, man. Everyone comes here and they act crazy. That's what it is. They say, oh, Florida people can't drive. No, we get everyone's bad drivers. All right? No one wants to go to Wisconsin or Oregon. Well, Oregon's nice sometimes, but they don't want to stay there. All right? Florida man charges into a nine-year-old at U football practice, police say. This just happened on Thursday. 
A Florida man. What's that man a native? What's that man a native? Was that man a native? Was he born or raised here? It never says if they're born and raised here. It's just the exactly. simple fact that they're. But how many times have you had someone walked up and you said, "Oh, I'm surprised that you're a native." Most people um, move in here. How many times? Yeah, I, I, I get that all the time. I have a job where I have to meet a lot of customers and go to their houses, and they're often surprised that I was born and raised here. Because why? People move to Florida. They don't get. They don't. They're not born and raised in Florida. That's the difference. We get everyone's crazy because no one's actually born and raised here. I think a large, a small, a large percentage of the people that actually live in Florida aren't born and raised in Florida. Hmm. Um, I can honestly say I think that's only happened to me once within like the past year, two years. You don't talk to your customers, huh? I do talk to my customers, and that's literally, bro. I, I'm really getting sick and tired of my customers. You know, one guy said I was intimidating. And he didn't want me to come back to his house. I had a whole conversation you, with this man. You, you have you have resting bitch face. Well, not I call it resting bitch ass face. Samir, I was having yes. a whole conversation with this man because he couldn't find his phone. I was asking, "Oh, do you want me to call it or anything for you?" I was trying to be helpful. I was talking to the man a whole like forty five minutes to an hour. I was there. He called the office. Yeah, also, I don't want him to come back. Also, it could be uh, you, you, breathing while you black. You can't see it. You can't. You can't it's see it. But I'm holding up. Black. I'm holding up the uh, the opposite side of my palm, so it was this. Well, I, I can't see nothing because your feet ain't coming. I in. know. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, but yeah. So that guy. All right, whose turn is it? It's my turn. So I know. Ezra Miller has reportedly returned to the Flash to do some more reshoots following the apology. So um, chances are. Of us getting a new Barry Allen because of their apology, I think very slim to none. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Why are you quiet? Uh, so, no, I'm just letting that mull over. Yeah, we ain't get. I'm sorry, we're not getting no. Uh, honestly, like I said, I'm I'm actually becoming less and less involved in the DCEU. I mean. Hey man, we said it was dead. Hell, Jim Lee said it was dead. Stop it. Yeah, like the Valencia verse. Am I wrong? Stop it. Yes, you are. Am I wrong? How so? They got two shows left. They were they were up to six. Now they got two. Three. Uh, Superman, Lois, and Stargirl. Titans. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Four. Schmitens, Schmitens. Four. You got the, 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 the good value uh, uh, Titans. The I ain't taking no slander from a man. I ain't taking no slander from a man who enjoys Team Titans go. Say what? You heard me. You broke up. No, I didn't. You broke I, up. I said I'm not taking any slander from a man who enjoys Team Titans go. Team Titans goes knows exactly what it is. Okay. Titans is yeah, not. Asura. Yes, it does. And no, speaking of which, we if actually you, got... You know what it was, it would know how to do with superheroes. It doesn't. Freaking well, nonsense out here. Low budget, terrible special effects. Falling on his face. Well, speaking of Titans, we actually just got our first look at Brother Blood and Jinx for the upcoming season. And once again, Samir's just slandering costumes. 
I'm no, not saying yeah, I, I, like I, you I, said I, something positive. I, I was I was very surprised that they can do a halfway decent costume. Now, how it looks in motion is another story. Probably looks as bad as Luke Fox on um, Batwoman. There was something wrong with that suit. You just he looked, his head, was, his head, head, his head was massive. His Samira. head was his head was so big. Samira, once again, you are trying to correlate something that is animated or drawn versus how it looks in real life. Nothing is ever going to look the same as it does the animation I mean, in real life. Black Panther's Black Panther's helmet looked pretty uh, on point. It looked proportionate to his body. Yes, because it's an actual helmet. You know what? You know what? You know what? Luke Cage's helmet does. It actually like does like Iron Man's nanite helmet. So it's like a little piece that goes on like the back of his neck, and it comes around his head, and then it's supposed to be like skin tight, like a cow. You know, Iron Man's helmet doesn't look overly large either for its proportion to his body. Stop it! it that that the, the head was the head was just really large in comparison to its his body. That's why the costume looked goofy. Also, he's he's a little short. He's he's, he's short. And there's Samir. Hey, man, you corny! I'm not high shaming. I'm just saying it's just really hard. You okay? Know. So this is the thing, Samir. You really gotta stop shaming celebrities because one day we might get somebody on the show and they're like, oh yeah, I remember I'm you said this. The you just shamed the man for being quote unquote I'm short. I'm not shaming anybody. I need you listen. Look. How about how about they just start? Okay, look, I can't think of any uh, male superheroes that are actually short. Well, other than Wolverine, who else is short? They they draw everyone six foot plus. Luke Fox is a tall dude. All right, he towers over everyone in the room he's with. Okay, and then you have the the, the gentleman who plays Luke Fox on the TV show, who is at eye level with Ruby Rose, who's a very small individual herself. So, sounds like height. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's that's any um, diss to his acting skill. No, I actually enjoyed his own character and his chemistry with the rest of the cast. He was actually really good. It's just he he looked a little comical in his costume. Is what I'm saying. You know how tall Luke Fox is in the comic? How tall? Five foot nine. I call cap. I literally just went to DC Wiki. I will send you the link if I have to. I'm gonna pull it up yes. myself. I'm sending it to you right now, Mister. I'm gonna shame this man for being average height. Oh yeah, he's weird. Thanks. So Luke Fox is. I guess I. I made made my um uh, memory wasn't as uh. Yeah. Reliable Shut up. Person. Yeah. I guess I. You're right. He's short with you. Okay. So yeah, Luke Fox is just a short person. I'm five right? eleven. Okay. Yeah, short, Bernard, that's what I said. You're yeah, a jerk. At least I got my hair. Well, okay. I mean, I don't see why. Why is that an issue? Oh, I got so hair. Go beard. How about that? I would, but my face gets irritated too much. Mm. Asshole. You say so. What you uh, got? All right. You mad at me when I got it. Let me, let me take that base out your voice, sir. All right. So we got we got some renewals. We got some renewals. So Lord of the Rings Rings of Power, uh season two starts production ASAP. So that's go dope. I'm more of that. Keep it coming. Um what else? Uh uh the Amazon produced uh Vox Machina 
is also coming back for um just got an, uh, announced for another season. And it also got announced that season three was coming. And let's see what else we got here. And uh, well, they they announced season three. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, it renewed for uh, it renewed for a third season. So the third season got renewed. Is what it is because it has two seasons. Well, the second season got announced, and they also announced that the third season was coming. You gotta learn how to word stuff, man. No, I think I worded that correctly. Hang on, I'm looking it up right now. Samir, they dropped a video today that said season two was coming. No, not yet today. Um, yesterday, and then they announced that the third season was coming. Okay, that's it's, what it was. said that yes, that's what it was yes. All right, what up? That's it. That's all you got for renewals. Hello? Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, okay. There it is. Yeah, so. All right, that's, that's pretty much my my two announcements. Now, I have other stories, but you can go down. All right. So, uh, I hate um, the quote-unquote, what, what, the normies is, okay, so uh, Michaela Cole was doing an interview with I believe it was, it was Variety Magazine, and she talked about the reason why she decided to get on the cast of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And that was because of Io and, uh, and Anika's uh, relationship. So those two characters are lovers, and they're lesbians. And so when when news like this comes out... Yeah, but sometimes maybe people don't remember who Io is. Yeah, I know, but she said they're lovers and they're like, like, okay, well, they could also have a very platonic friendship and relationship. Why? Okay, see, so. that's a better way. To, that's a better way to say that. It's like you put throw all these labels and shit on there. Why not say uh, Io, who is a part of the Doris Malai, is in a relationship with, you know, and then to basically just say their titles and they would also imply their gender because Dor- Dor- uh, the Doris Malai. Georgia Malaj, I'm butchering that word. Dora Malaj, uh, it's not that hard to say. There we go. Th- thank you, thank you. They're all women. So okay, I was just trying to flesh it out because um, when news like this comes out, the first thing I say to myself is, "Show me you don't uh, read comics." No, uh, it wasn't necessarily backlash. It's like, how do you show me you don't read comics? So I actually got into an argument with some Karen online she's like oh, oh I, I was never gonna see this movie but anyway you know this is marvel just being woke i'm like man those this two have been together of, for like what several years now yes i'm like man this Off is Earth? actually a part of yeah i'm like man this is actually a part of the comic lore if you would know that if you read comics well me and my son go to conventions all the time i'm like look it's people like you who have ruined conventions Conventions used to be specifically for the geeks and nerds and things that were considered pop culture. It's okay that they're more inclusive now. No, it's not. I actually like it's been ruined. I actually like that it's more inclusive and more. Yes, I don't. Uh, Oh, okay. We won't get. See, I think that it's that is more inclusive now. We have more that we have more to enjoy. 
All right, we wouldn't be where we were if they didn't expand and and become more inclusive. Yeah, I'm good. I would have preferred for comic conventions to say the way they were if they had people. Of course, because you're a like, hipster. I'm not a hipster. It's just you like are. you hate comic- so many popular things. Samir, comic cons have been ruined by Hollywood. So, like a perfect I, show, you paint the the Big Bang Theory. Why was the Big Bang Theory always at SDCC? Uh, Sometimes um, there's shows that don't even need to be at San Diego Comic Con in New York, that, bro. You have a point legal, there. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. It's just like that stuff like that, and people who don't give two craps about comics, they ruin cons. The other reason the tickets are so jacked up, lemonade is ten dollars and parking is fifty. So I told her, you are not a real fan. You are just a casual moviegoer who knows nothing. So you shut up, and I hope your son is- Damn! Okay, so, I mean, all right, that's a little toxic. And you sound kind of gatekeepy, but whatever. Sometimes sometimes you need to gatekeep. Mm. A little little toxic. It's just just like, don't get on the internet and say, oh, I had no interest in seeing this. But I'm definitely not going to see it now. That's like a double negative. You already said you weren't going to see it. Make up your mind. You're going to see it, but now you change your mind, or you weren't going to see it, but now you're definitely not going to see it. I just wanted to go, bitch, really? Uh, I mean, okay, so the, like, let's say, for instance, okay, we didn't need uh, Big Bang Theory at, at Comic Con. You're right. But there are a lot of more inclusive films that did need to be there that wouldn't have been there originally if they didn't expand. I know. Like what? Give me an example. Oh, like the Horror Games and other YA series that got adapted. They probably wouldn't have originally been there if they they didn't start including those series in there. And now we have a lot more women involved, which is a good thing. So, yes, having the cast of Twilight, as much as you hate it, much you hate it, included it, it brought in more women, which then expanded their it was you know brought more women into nerdum over overall. So yeah, having yeah. the cast of the Hunger no, Games, they didn't need to be there. Sure, I did you're just being a gatekeeper? For some reason, you think you think vampires aren't nerdy enough? Quite, I hate to break it to you, sir, but Twilight's pretty nerdy. It's it's poorly written, and the fan base is a little weird, but it's very nerdy. This from someone who used to be obsessed with Twilight. I you can you can definitely say that Big Bang Theory is not nerdy and and poorly written tripe, sure, and it didn't need to be there. But Twilight definitely deserved to be there. It's bad, it's poorly written as it is. Mm. Um, it's the fantasy yeah, series. So, what, what's more? What's more nerdy about the, the fantasy, sir? I guess. But um, you guess. Don't, get, no, don't, it, don't say you guess. You know. Sir, I'm trying to keep the story. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the pot going. So yeah, no. on that note, the trailer for Wakanda Forever. Thoughts? Uh, that did drop this week. A, a lot. Okay, so I'm um, still mad about I'm Namor. Hyped. I'm hyped. I'm, he's growing. He's growing. Look, he's growing. Me. They got the foot wing. They got the footsie wings, man. He looks really good with the footsie wings. So also, you guys like. So you act like that wasn't going to be a thing before. They're going to, they're gonna, well, no, I mean, I've been the thing, actually, because his wings are not Atlantean physiology. Those are mutations. So they're going to have to explain that. 
No, they don't. And they're going to say, Bro, yeah, they do. If all the other Atlanteans don't have wings in their feet, that's that's a, they don't know Atlantean flies. That's just him. Okay? Namora? No more, no more does not fly. As far as I know. She's got she's got the wingtips. Why does she have wingtips? I'm pretty sure a, a good it might I don't know, but yeah, bro, go back and look at Civil War when she pushes uh was it Nitro? I don't think she was fighting Nitro. Yeah, she she got wingtips. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay, hang on. No, she's a mutant too. She's a mutant too. Mm. Yeah, she's an Atlantean human mutant hybrid. I don't know why she has the exact same mutation as him. I mean, yeah, are they related? Really? By what? Cousins? They're cousins, you idiot. Oh, then there you go. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that works. Sometimes you have similar uh, mutations in a family. It's, it's I know not the whole Gucci yeah. tree line. Yeah, the Guth- well, the Guthrie tree line. They all there's a lot of mutants in that tree line, but they're all different powers. You have Arrow, who's I forget her real name. She flies. Icarus, uh, he he also has wings. He flies. flies. Oh, all, oh shoot! Yeah, Cannonball. Right. But they he fly, flies. They fly. The only person who don't fly is Husk. That flight is flight. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. I think Husk can actually grow wings though. A bird is a bird, Samir. Yes. I'm saying I think she can actually shed skin and pop and pop out wings. But she can do a lot with it when she starts shedding. She has a really good power set. I guess. But, but yeah, yeah, so, so they uh, both they don't they both mutated, yes. Now I don't yeah. I did see I did see someone drop Maymora in the uh in the uh trailer. They 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 Easter egg her. Um I don't think she's gonna be a mutant. So I think they're gonna just Was it the one Atlanteans who looked Asian? Was it the one Atlantean yeah. who looked Asian in the teaser trailer? Oh, so the more it looks a little Asian, but uh, Namor. I don't think she, she didn't look Asian to me. She looked. She was definitely indigenous. I don't know. I couldn't tell. There's a lot of makeup involved. Mm-hmm. See, when when people have when when characters have makeup, you can't really tell where they're from. Sometimes, nigga, you know, when you do it correctly. That, okay, yeah, you better add that sometimes. Because I was gonna say, Jenna Chan, Jimmy Chan looked Asian in Captain Marvel. Yeah, she did, but she still looked like a Cree because she had makeup and they painted her skin. Yeah, okay, because she's blue. Guess what? Maybe she ain't got no allergies. Maybe she don't got no allergies. Let's paint you and something to find out if you got any allergies. Because yes, you always talk about fire people. That 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 is a very that's that's an excuse you fall a lot. How often does that actually happen? I only know two instances, Ryan Porter, Ryan Potter and Colton Hayes, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about black people. No, Colton Hayes had issues with his contacts, right? No, makeup. Yes. Makeup. They couldn't change the whole brand. They tried various, various types, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to this Wakanda Forever trailer. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bleep it, but yeah, it's obviously sure. I mean, you 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 was up and down saying it wasn't sh- know about that. Yes, obviously. Sh- what changed your tune? Why you uh, changed your tune? Nothing changed my tune, but I really hope they do throw a wrench in there. Next thing would be in the key. Uh, no, I don't want that. I want. She's not in the royal family. Well, how would they justify what? Somebody had to step up, and apparently, remember, sh- gone. If you go back and watch that first trailer, remember towards the end. Um, Angela Bassett is giving a monologue saying, like, my whole family is gone. So, 
Something happens to shit. I don't think something happens to shit. Also, her whole family's gone. They, uh, first off, one, they're going to definitely sw switch that line up again. You know they you know they do that a lot in Marvel movies where the, the, the scene isn't exactly the same. I need an or example. They it. I need uh, an example. Case of point. Iron Man 2. Okay? okay. Pepper kisses the helmet and tosses it out the back of the ship. And he says, you complete me, and jumps out. That never made it to the movie. That was in only in the trailer. That was a deleted scene. Yeah, but... Okay, yes. But what? What else? That that's scene it. looks that's a, that's too heavy. That's, that's, no. that's a glaring. That scene, that's a glaring example. That's the only glaring I got to give. Okay, you. they've done it once. Okay, they'll do it again. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why they did that. They restructured the whole movie. Iron Man Two was supposed to revolve around Demon in a Bottle. I know that scene because I have the Blu-ray. The movie starts with him throwing up on the plane. So two things. One, you're that's how the movie. That's how Iron Man. Hard to understand you. All right, can you hear me now? Uh, kind. Yeah, can you, you know, I can hear you. All right, I said in Iron Man two, it was supposed to revolve around the demon in the bottle storyline. It was it was yes. originally supposed to start with him throwing up in it the plane. Matter. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter where it came from. Okay, Samira, the, the, the trailer didn't get into the scene. All right, they, they restructured the whole. They restructured the whole movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's there's an example of a trailer that doesn't match the movie that it's based on. You're being a real dick right now. I'm telling you the reason why it didn't appear in the trailer. You like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like T'Challa's not still gonna be dead in the movie. I'm pretty sure something's going to happen, and maybe they had to write no. something. To, to, what, what could happen? To I don't know. Maybe they actually incorporated the injury she got on set into the movie. Why would they do that? Did you I ever think they do that all the time with movies and TV shows? They incorporated Halle Berry's broken wrist in Gothica on the rookie. Uh, Mika Cox was pregnant last season. Guess what? They incorporated her, they incorporated, incorporated her pregnancy into the, into the storyline. Guess what? Lisa Kudrow was pregnant on Friends. They incorporated her pregnancy into the storyline. Sometimes so... people get Maze Runner. Maze Runner. After Dylan O'Brien got hit by that car and they had a broken arm. Guess what? They incorporated that in the death cure. Okay, so a couple of things. One, Maze Runner kind of sucks. And so does so does Gothica. You're a jerk. That's that's all you got from that. You ain't got no legs yeah, stand on that, do you? <laughs> I'm, but I'm, yeah, I'm so moving uh, on. I'm moving on. No wait, no, because we didn't talk about Riri Sue. Oh, yeah, we yeah, didn't talk we about did. Riri Sue. It. It, it looks cool. It's like it's like Mark One suit. It looks pretty dope. It looks very comic except accurate. It's, except it's not all great. Except it's not all great, but it's close enough. You know, it's not like it's completely far left field and doesn't look even like the character like Titans, you know. We know it's Riri, it definitely looks like Riri. But yeah, so kind of forever. Uh we will definitely be spoiling the hell out of that opening weekend. We might even record a day late. I don't know. Yeah, you got one, you got twenty four hours. All right. I'll be I'll give you morning right now. All right, we're watching it the opening weekend and we're reviewing it that week. All right. You know that's you the only one you get. Not no, let's not do that, cause, cause no, we we don't need. No, 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 stick to your gun. Samir, stick to your gun. Samir, no, no. I'm changing my mind. It is a, it's a sequel to one of the highest grossing films of all time. If you can't watch it open a weekend, or if you're not going to heed a spoiler warning, that is your fault. Let's give people some grace. People have lives. Yeah, they do have lives, so that's why they will listen to the spoiler alert, and then they can come back later and watch it. I'm pretty sure the whole episode is going to be Wakanda forever. So let's it's just wait the week after like the half bro, episode. Bro, we spent also, like damn near a whole episode. After everyone's done after everyone's done talking about it. 
Everyone's gonna we talk do about that all the time with movies. We just did that with Thor uh, Love and Thunder. I don't want to hear that well, crap we should, prob- we should probably change that. We should probably change that. I don't want to argue about this now. I've argued about it with you all week. Well, we've been arguing about it all day because this guy got geeked up about um, Hellraiser. So, yeah, guys, we're going to spoil that if Hellraiser you didn't get a chance to, to watch it this week. So, if you didn't, when we get to it, I'm obviously going to say spoiler alert. And, yeah, just well, check out then. But what you got? All right, so let's see. Uh, I got okay. So Hideo Kojima has been putting out very cryptic messages uh, recently on social media. One of which just dropped in the last twenty four hours, featuring uh, L Fanning and a graphic that says, uh, "Who am I?" question mark to ask the question, "Who am I?" as in, "Who is she?" I suppose, and and it's. It has a, a Hideo Kojima game and El Fanning. So El Fanning will now star. Well, it looks like it looks very likely that El, El Fanning will star in his up and coming game. But that's all we know. A very cryptic poster and Hideo Kojima and El Fanning t- um, uh, teaming up. So yikes! I'm excited. It looks great. I like. I, I enjoy this actress. I why why do you hate on? Uh, you got something against El Fanning? I got no issue with El Fanning. I'm just honestly over Hideo Kojima. Um, Why? Had, what? You only play like two of his games. What are you over? It's like you. you it's not like the guy's out here hyping himself up. You can say, "Yeah, I'm over Kanye" because Kanye's always in the news. Okay, doing dumb stuff. Hideo Kojima keeps on himself, does really cool, weird video game projects, and then breaks out for a few years. How can you be over someone that doesn't overstay their welcome? Also, everyone likes Hideo Kojima. What is wrong with you? I love to dare Kojima next? until you you asked until... me a question and, and yeah thank you so let me finish until you know uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was a piece of crap. Um, yeah, that was his fault. That Stranding. was Konami. Death Stranding was amazing. You didn't like it? The whole creating a new genre it was kind of stupid. I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't. Um, it was it was groundbreaking I, and, and and risky, but it paid off. And he got the the one man in Hollywood who looks like he consistently needs a bath to be his uh, lead. So no, um, like you got a problem, Norman Reedus? Yeah, he looks like he needs to take a long ass bath. That doesn't that doesn't speak to his acting skills, which and, were amazing. Uh, and in I, that game. yeah, in that game, he sucks on The Walking Dead. I hate Norman Reedus on The Walking Dead. He literally okay, takes that's the, the whole he's not, scene. He's not writing. He's not writing that show. He's not a writer on that show. If they write him a certain way or direct him a certain way, he's going to do it. All right? Hold on. Didn't you just shit on Titans for the actors not wearing makeup? No. I shit on the showrunners, uh, Greg Valanti, whatever his freaking name is, and, I, and and the show itself. The actors, I have no beef with. They did get their paycheck, pay their mortgage, do your job. I'm glad you have continuous work. Please be successful. I have no problem with those actors. I have a problem with the show not putting actors in makeup. That's not their decision. Okay? All right? I'm sorry. Have you ever watched Titans? Show... Yes, I have. Clips. When did the hell did you watch Titans? I watched a, I watched a real... I know you of, can't of, see me, but I was very tempted to walk away right now. It's Clips. All that, right. That's your, you that's, your, that's your whole, that's your whole <laughs> dissertation. Clips. But, all right, but all right, here's the issue with this. Superhero shows, movies, properties are very visual based. So when you have a property with bad visuals, let's say for instance, Beast Boy, who morphed his face into a green something in one scene really quickly, it looked like it was out of Power Rangers. It was terrible. Okay? Awful. All right. And then you have him. 
it was go look. It was pretty bad. It was off. It was like it, it, it was worse if, than King Shark. It, it was worse than King if Shark it was, on the Flash. And if it was the first season, give them a break because that was on DC Universe. They didn't have a big budget. Like the that, CG they, on Star was bad. And, you haven't even Let's watched. Still no budget. Also, does he does he transform into more than one animal? Or do they do, or do they waste time with running have him running around punching people? Does Beast Boy run around kicking and punching alongside all the other martial artists in the show? And once again, I told you that has nothing to do with the budget. That's part of a storyline that they incorporated. So they took a character, completely wiped out what makes him unique, and made him a more martial artist. How, how many martial artists on this team? If you include Beast Boy, how many people are kicking and punching on that show? A lot. Okay, so you mean so to to be fair, is Raven doing it? Sometimes, sometimes. So it looks like they're it looks like they're they're pretty much whitewashing all the characters' uniqueness and their abilities and applications, what they bring to the team, because they don't have the budget to do so. They just put everyone on the stunt team and say, "Look, everyone can kick and punch now," and then that's the superhero show. No, I mean I, I think that's kind of silly. Like we already got uh we got we got Jason. Okay, he's a, they got Ravenger. Is she still on the team? No, Jason's going as well. No. Okay, so what? What? Which bar songs do we have? We got Dick and who else? Tim, possibly. What? What? Robins on the team? Just Dick. Okay, just Dick. All right. So they're really showing me one person kicking and punching on that team. Starfire should be the heavy hitter. Is she the heavy hitter on the on the team? Yes. She's running around bending steel, punching, punching through. Okay, so at least you're doing that correctly. All right. Uh, what about Hawk and Dove? Boy. What? what Oh, oh, I forgot. He's on the show, too. Lame. All right, so we got two heavy hitters. Great. So they're running around, you know, busting through walls. Great. Then we have, uh, 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 what, what you said, Dick, Dick doing all the, the Nightwing stuff. Good job. Why is, in fact, Beast Boy over there doing it so they don't have enough martial artists? So they cast more than? So that they don't have to uh, uh, neuter Beast Boy? Pun intended. I'm sorry, something's going on in the background. Um, what my no. background? No, um, my background. You, you cool. Um, once again, dude, I don't I'm saying the show. Yeah, I know the show sucks. That's all I'm saying. Mm, but it got. It just sounds like they don't have the budget. It sounds like, well, yeah, it has a really shirt. I mean, how long did uh most part of time last? That show has a huge following, and it was goofy as hell. Once upon a time was a ripoff of Fables. Yeah, it could be a ripoff. It was a successful ripoff. And Bill Willingham won that lawsuit. So shout out to him. Okay, great. It was a successful ripoff. It had a long run. I guess. Just All saying, right. there's a lot of bad shows that have long runs. Hey, Big Bang Theory. Once again, not a bad show. Just because you don't like it, that don't mean that it was a bad show. Oh, okay. You should give Harley Quinn right. a try. I did, and I didn't like it. I don't know why that's so hard for you to grasp. I watched it All with right. you. What you so, trying to go again? Uh, I, I, you just went. What you talking about? Did I? Oh, uh, we won this rant. We've been, we've you, been ripping you, on. You, you brought up L Fanning. I, don't say we, because I ain't got no problem with Titans. I, but I, yeah, I, so I'm, the Lancey we've been. Mm. Shitting on Greg Valenti. We should just redeem this uh, 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 podcast. Let's shit on Greg Valenti. 
Ain't no less, because I love the Arrowverse. I have most of the shows on Blu-ray in behind me. You can't see me because my internet's acting stupid. Thanks, Comcast. Otherwise, I would just go get them all. Arrow, Superman, Supergirl, The Flash, Superman and Lois, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, what else? I don't have Black Lightning, unfortunately, because I really wanted them to release a series box set. No, because I wanted to get it, but then it was like sold out. And now it just doesn't come with a digital copy. So that's why I never bought it. But yeah, so um, here we go. A Horizon Zero Dawn remaster is in the works uh, alongside the new multiplayer game. Yeah, for uh, PS5, right? Yes, yes, for PS5. So um, thoughts? Because I just replayed Zero Dawn and it looks like it belongs on the PS5 already. Well, there's probably a couple of things they can fix, like textures or ray tracing and um, some other lighting um, options. Yeah, I mean this yeah. is kind of this is yeah, this isn't really that big of news to me. Um, I mean, this is going to be the PC version that we've already got released like last year. Yeah, I thought that's what the um, greatest hits was. That, nah, um, that you know it. comes with the frozen wilds, uh, frozen wilds. That was a game of the year. Yeah, I just suck. Yeah, that's what I meant. Game of the year. Um, but I thought it was an update as well. Because uh, when I played on the PS5, it like tries to give me the option uh, for like uh, ray tracing and stuff. But I believe it's locked. Yeah, it's probably going to make me unlock some of the frame rates. But yeah, I'm just like, okay. No, because you can choose either to go for uh, visuals or performance. That's why I'm yeah, like, but maybe I'm, yeah, there, there may be less compromise on the remaster when it's on the PS5 as opposed to the guess, PS4 but, Pro. I guess I'm just like cash grab. TV no, shows coming to Netflix. It's not made for you. It's made for someone who doesn't already have played the game. Samir, that game was free on PlayStation Plus for like the longest, and most people downloaded it. Mm, you'd be surprised. So, like I said, cash grab. Um, what you got, man? All right, so uh, it, it has been official. Uh, a couple of days ago, they announced that God of War Ragnarok has won gold. Once again, Samir, tell the people what gold means. Uh, it just means that the game is in its last stretch of development and that it's on track to release on schedule. All right. So I still have not pre-ordered that game. Um. I don't know if I'm going to pre-order the game because I still haven't beat the one that was, what, 2016? 2018. Yeah, uh, 2018. Um, and we mean the one. It. That was the only one. The other ones got rebooted and you don't really... Well, it's, not, it's a soft reboot, but you don't have to play the first three. Yeah, but, yeah, I was just going to say I just didn't beat 2018. You should. I'm waiting on That game is amazing. I got other things to play. It's, it's not a very high tier on my list. If that was the case, I would have I would have bought it when it originally came out when I was young and dumb and actually had time to play games. But man, that's the way it is, man. Unfortunately. So we actually got our first look at Velma, and once again, the races the have come con- out. The cast confuses me though, because okay, so who, who's playing Shaggy? Sam Richardson. Yeah, but his name isn't Shaggy. Tell me you're a Scooby-Doo fan without telling me you're a Scooby-Doo fan. 
I'm not a Scooby Doo fan. I've never been a Scooby Doo fan. I, I, I didn't know that. But his name is my, normal. So, but to my knowledge, though, they've only ever called him Shaggy. Why would they call him anything else? They called him normal in the Scooby Doo movies. Like no, twice. They didn't. I yes, they was did. The impression. They only, I saw the Scooby Doo movies. They only called him Shaggy. And I think uh, Daphne I, was like, I, I think Daphne, when they switched bodies, she was like, normal Shaggy Rob Rogers. Don't do that to my body. I was on the impression. No, I don't think they did. Well, that being said, though, that's a that's a very small snippet. Snippet and to introduce him and the cast as Norville instead of Shaggy just seems a bit weird. Like he's been he's been Shaggy since 1960. He's also been Norville since 1960. Yeah, but he has been called Norville. He clearly doesn't because his preferred name has always been Shaggy. I don't know why they're changing that. That just seems a bit weird. Um. I mean, again, I don't have much stake in this because I'm a, I'm not a Scooby Doo fan. I'm just thinking it's weird that they changed his name out of the blue. Well, I am a Scooby Doo fan, so I will definitely be watching this in the movie that is um coming to HBO Max. Oh, speaking uh, of that, okay, so more controversy. So, in addition to the racist, there's another film. Uh, well, uh, well, hold on one second. I want to get out. I want to get this cast on off real quick. So, as we already knew, Mandy Kaling is doing the voice of Velma, as I just told Samir. Sam Richardson, who was on Mandy the after or party. Mindy. I'm sorry, Mindy. Um, yeah, Sam Richardson is Norval, aka Shaggy. Constance Wu is Daphne, and Glenn Ooh, Horton. Constance Wu. Oh. Yes, it's Fred. She's been in the news a lot lately, and it's just like whoosh. Um, but yeah, so the other Scooby Doo news is um the HBO Max movie Trick or Treat um, has definitely confirmed that Velma is a lesbian. And or possibly queer. No, no confirmation on her sexual orientation just yet. But she does have a crush on a mysterious fashion designer named Coco Diablo. Now the issue. Um. Now which timeline property is she queer in? Is it the original timeline? This. Uh, did you not look at the screenshots? You don't pay attention. Yeah, I did. Post. I did. So it looks it, like the old school. Obviously, the, exactly. So what's the so so Scooby Doo? Where are you? That 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 timeline, the old school one. Yes. And um, if you guys want more Scooby Doo, but with a slight twist, I highly recommend picking up the Scooby Apocalypse comic book series. So, just think The Walking Dead meets Scooby Doo. Um, Daphne is a little person who is also a genius. Uh, oh, she's always been smart. I'm I'm sorry. I meant Velma. I said Daphne. But yeah, she works at a robotics firm. So that's what I mean by smart, like genius. Um, Scooby has nanites. Scrappy is out for revenge. And there's zombies about. So yeah, check that out. Um, uh, all we know is that Velma is coming next year. No word on when the uh, Trick or Treat Scooby Doo movie is coming out. It would make sense for it to come out this month. It is Halloween, October, spooky season, pumpkin spice, whatever. Um, so yeah, what you got, man? Well, let's see. Uh, so hang on. I actually have more Cyberpunk news. <laughs> oh, God. So, the Cyberpunk 2077 core team is moving to Boston to start work on 
uh, on the sequel. So that's so it's rolling already. So just screw the Witcher, huh? They have other teams. That this company's large. I get that, but we ain't heard nothing from the Witcher. When did the Witcher four come out? I mean, the Witcher three come out twenty fifteen. Yes. So just fuck your bread and butter, right? Well, uh, I wouldn't say that. I would because I just did. When did Blood and Wine come out? That's another thing. The game dropped. You got to think about when Blood and Wine come out because they support their games going forward. So let's see. Hang on. All right. So what's your twenty seventeen? Uh, yeah, I think it was twenty seventeen. No, May, okay, it came out. Blood and Wine came out twenty sixteen, a year after the game came out. So mm. that means that means they released it. They, they continue to release the uh, uh, that they continue to support the game before it came out. So when the Heart of Stone come out, that's another thing they have. So Heart of Stone was released in. Oh, so that was released the same year the game came out, which is 2015. So they but OK, you got to understand, though, The Witcher itself is a long game. That takes a while to beat. And then Blood and Wine was almost as big as The Witcher itself. And then Heart of Stone, which was a very meaty DLC. That game's long, and people replay that. That, that dude, they didn't. They weren't a billion dollar company before The Witcher Three. They definitely were one. Like after. I said, once again, it's just like screw your your bread and butter. They're, it's not. They're working on it. They they said so. So you should believe them. I mean, I get it. They I heard that. I don't know, man. I ain't hear you say nothing about a new Witcher game coming in them and. I, I, I reported. I reported on the Witcher uh, game being um, in production. Did you? Because I don't remember that. I remember you talking about the anime and season four, but I don't remember nothing about um, you know, a new um, uh, game being in development. But I'm just like, come on, man. Okay, so two days ago, uh, they just reported the Witcher four uh, is at least three weeks, three years away. Yeah, three years. I know. Away. I just wanted you to say it. Say what? That is three years away? Yeah. yeah give us some Witcher news. Yeah, 2025 is a good exam, uh, a good release window. That game's going to be massive. I get that, but I'm just like, man. I got other things to play, so I'm glad, I'm glad it's taking this time. I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is next year. I'm excited. Oh, God. That game still ain't come out yet. It comes out next year. And, it, and we'll oh boy, get ready. That's all I'm going to be talking about. Speaking of which, that everyone is talking about, uh, Overwatch 2. It, so, it got released uh, this week, um, and it it opened to a DDoS attack, which caused uh, congested queue times and other problems. But they've since, uh, for the most part, resolved that. Also, it's this game has this a controversy on, on top of controversy. So, in addition, in efforts to mitigate cheating and toxic behavior, they have since made you tie your account to a mobile number. But the problem is, they don't take prepaid phones. Unfortunately, they don't, some prepaid phones. So, oh, wait, you, I'm sorry. What? So yeah, you, you want me to play this game for free, but you want my phone number, so you can just. Possibly blow up my phone with text messages and stuff. No, it's not that. It's just a tie no, to your that's, account. That, 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 yeah, that's that's that is not that now, but that's what it will be. 
that's usually how it goes. It's like, oh, I mean, we need we your make, we need your email, your phone number, your firstborn. The issue is Blizzard doesn't have much goodwill, so yeah, you can definitely believe them to sell your data. So that sucks. Yeah, but yeah. they have they have in, in in the last twenty four hours they have since reconsidered it because unfortunately that hurts a lot of people trying to get on the game. Like there's kids that don't have cell phones that play Overwatch. There are poor people who only have prepaid phones and don't have access to a full you know carrier thingy. You know, so there's that. Um, it's just it was causing more problems than solving. I get that they were trying to uh, stop cheaters, but they kind of just pissed everybody off in the process. So. It just it, it's just a, like, not man, a good. I scene. don't even. I don't even care. It's just like, ooh, Overwatch is out for free. Guess what? Cash grab. It's not. It's actually they they did a lot of work on that game. Yeah, but still skins. It what do you skins, mean, skins and guns. They're they're going the Fortnite route, dude. Yeah, well they yeah there's skins and guns in the game, but so you're bitch. Hold on, pause. This nigga. Okay, everybody, audience. This dude capping, so he over here saying, "Oh, you need to, to you know, pre-order Gotham Knights so you can get those skins." I don't want to hear you complain that you don't got them skins, Mister. I'm a pre-order for them skins, Samira. Yeah. I don't just pre-order for skins. I pre-order just so I get a copy of the game. The game that game is going to be game. Games don't sell out. Games do not sell out anymore. Barely. I, I think the last game I had that, that sold out. Almost sold out because I still had to, I just had to go to a different location. Was Final Fantasy VII Integrated that it, they very rarely sell out. There's I, I, I dare you to find a game in the recent years that sold out completely. Integrated, also, we have Miles digital Morales. copies. You know, I'm Miles, a what, guy. So Miles Morales that sold yes. out. Yes, the physical the physical copy sold out. Yes, not the digital copy because you can't sell out of something digital. Oh well, I mean this thing is you. That's all the gold. Samir, the gold edition that comes with Spider Man Remastered sold out. But the game, I had to wait almost one edition. Yes, and don't nobody want that regular edition? No, we want new. We we want new Peter Parker face. (laughs) Yeah. All right, are we going to start getting to the reviews? Um, hold on, wait. I got this. So, um. Craig Zobel, uh, who was the, uh, I guess he was a director on Mayor of Easttown. Didn't you watch that? I was planning to. Yeah, so he is um, going to be directing the first two episodes of The Penguin for HBO Max. Uh, yeah, I uh, saw that, and I'm like, this show's still happening? Yes, this show is still happening. Everything I, I, under Matt Reeves' Batman umbrella is safe. Uh, I just, as far I just as we know. I, I, I'm having a hard time caring. It's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I didn't watch Mayor of Easttown, so how, I might have to check oh, it out the, to see how this guy isn't a, a, isn't not a uh, interesting character. I just don't know how they're going to carry a whole show on this guy. Samir, you just make it mob related and boom, there you go. People yeah, love the Sopranos. That's, that's mob. Yeah, but that's not Batman. Samir, this show ain't Batman. It's the Penguin. It's dumb. It's Gotham all over again. It's just Gotham City nah. without Batman. Why do I want to see that? Then don't watch it. Samir, I'm you not have to watch it. Look, people are so starved for Batman content, they'll watch anything as long as it's he got even a whiff of Batman on it. Hence why Gotham stuck around so long. God, I hate that no, shit. people actually like Gotham because 
people love Ben McKenzie from the OC. And people love Morena Baccarin from Homeland and V. And Jada Pinkett Smith, despite the fact, I think she got killed in season two. She was done in season one. I think she didn't make it to, she went on that shit. No, I watched all the season one. She was, she was still alive in season one. So she could have got killed halfway through season two. What was she, um, Fish? What was her character name? Fish or something like that? Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how I remember that. That show was so long ago. But, um, yeah, that's why people liked it. Sometimes people just like stuff for the for the cast, Samir. Screw the story. That's dumb. All right. So, um, are you going to give us a review on the first episode of Interview with the Vampire? We just gonna go ahead and get into these movies because no, technically I, we've been talking for an hour and some change. So we, I'm gonna, so gonna we, give, I'm gonna give my glowing recommendation for of interview the vampire. So this might come as a surprise for many of you, but I was very skeptical when this show came out and or so it was announced. It's on, announced. It's on record, Samir. You you basically crapped on the show like two three times before the trailer came out, and that that made you pull a eighty. <laughs> No, the trailer didn't make me pull 180. The t- I actually got around and sat down to watch the show, and that made me pull no, 180. It, it, no, it was actually the trailer. Because you got on here, you talked about the trailer, and you got geeked out to the point where you almost busted up. I didn't get geeked out. I don't know what you're talking about. you have to find that footage. I don't know what uh, I don't know if we got the video, but I can definitely put the audio can you right substantiate, here. Can you substantiate these rumors? Anyways, uh, so... I have all the audios from all the episodes on two separate computers, a flash drive in cloud storage. So, yes, I can. Uh-huh. I don't believe you. So, listen, let's go into the review of the two of first two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I'm going to reiterate, I was very skeptical going into this. I had very low expectations. And they were so far exceeded, it was ridiculous. The show is so well done. So, all the changes, which I'm not against changes in adaptations. I'm against needless changes that don't seem to have any um, a point to them. Like, if I can't keep in that, mind, when this show came out, I told you Anne Rice was executive producing the show and she okay. was going to be very hands on. You were like, right. I don't care. She's destroying her own work. I didn't say that. But, I mean, oh, wait, 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 but that wasn't what I was talking about exactly, all right? And furthermore, there's plenty of EPs that, that F up their own work, all right? Wasn't Mark Miller on the um, on the uh, executive producing for, for Kick-Ass 1 and 2? Um, one, yes. I think they just threw his name on there for two. He wasn't yeah. actually on set and for what, two. And Alan Moore, Alan Moore was a part of A League of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, he, he dick-rode that movie. Exactly. Oh, it's going to be so, the most famous comic book movie of all time. Oh, but when that movie oh. came out, yeah, don't touch none of my works. Take my name off right. of 300 and everything else. I mean, all take right, my anyway. name off Watchmen. We're getting off subject. So, all right, a couple of notable differences. Um, so, obviously, they changed. I'm getting to it. Don't you check up me, y'all. So, the, feel the good. time... The era, the era is different. So they're in the 1800s initially in the move in the original book series in the movie. Now they're in the 1910s, which is very important. So that ages them, that that ages it up a little bit, right? It makes it a, it it, it, it makes it make a little more sense with the choice of Louis' race. So clearly, if there's after the emancipation, there can be some level playing field a little bit, not much. This show is very racist. Uh, in in that okay. in the story that is subject matter, 
you know? So Louis, who is a black man in 1910, uh, New Orleans, has to deal with racist BS all the time. And, and, he's a, and he's a man of means and conviction and drive. So they kind of cut out all the emo uh, whininess that Louis had and the original property, which was it was to the benefit of the show because Louis was a whining emo douchebag and the and the he's very hard to like honestly. Which one played so much? Uh, who played Louis? Was it Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's character was Louis. He was in the book. If you yeah, read, he, he was a little bitch. He was he was no. It's worse than the book. He's so whiny. Anyways, and and the show, the new show, anyways. Uh, Louis, played by Jacob Anderson from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, by the way, he's an amazing actor. He didn't have a, he didn't have enough time to stretch his muscles in Game of Thrones, but you're seeing it here. Uh, this guy is constantly angry and is constantly weighed down by the choices he has to make so his family can survive. And it's just so good. And then you have him acting uh, counterpoint to Lestat, whose actor I can't, I don't I'm not familiar with the actor. Hey Bernard, go Google the name of the actor. The he's playing Lestat. I'm looking it up uh, right now, man. Yeah, so. Uh, Keep talking. He's doing a great job. He has all the nihilism, the heathenism, and the manipulation. Oh, but the cool thing is they they to- they t- kind of toned down the brutality a little bit, not all of it, not just a little bit, and they sort of upped his uh his uh, manipulation, his uh, manipulative and uh and his uh emotional codependency. They're very codependent. And spoiler alert: this show is very gay. Now the book was pretty gay. The movie kind of hinted because you know it's. In- Sam Reed? Okay. Yeah, the movie kind of hinted on it because it couldn't go that that hard in the 90s. But oh boy, all bets are off. This show is super gay and it's awesome. Go watch it. The first two episodes, I, I watched the first two episodes. amazing. I'm definitely going to watch the third as soon as I get a chance. I am so excited. Oh, but, oh yeah, and also the, the, the violence is on point. The sexual content is on point. It is, it is as violent and sexy as a vampire property needs to be. Oh my God. Woo! So good. Um, everyone has stellar performances. There doesn't seem to be any uneven acting. Uh, the costumes are on point. The set design is on point. Just everything is good. Can't sing this, pra- this show praise enough. Let me see. And, uh, a going recommendation from Samir. You know, yes. The man uh, who yeah. hates everything. I don't hate everything. You're the one who hates everything. I don't hate everything. I like a lot of stuff. Well, oh, also, just so you know, it's currently sitting at a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 76% on Metacritic. I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. A 76% ah, from the audience. I don't know what Metacritic gave it. Hang on. Apparently, I think this also uh, airs on AMC. So if you don't have AMC Plus, you can check it out. But um, yeah, you can dude, wait people to don't see really it. care about critics. They, you know, uh, the general consistents don't really care about critics, Samir. They hey, sometimes you want people don't. to give it. Look, people. Here's why. Here's why uh, reviews are important. All right, no one goes to one star uh, uh, restaurants. Okay, three stars, yes. One stars, no. All right, if, if it should, if, it, if it has a one star Yelp review, nah, you don't go to that. You'll come out with like salmonella or something. Bro, I've never looked on Yelp. What was that? I just say, hey, I never look on Yelp. I'm like, hey, does this place look good? Yeah, let's go. And that's how you end up with a I'm about chicken, risk. With your food? 
Everything. 81% on, on Metacritic. 81% with a with, with 25 critic reviews. But so yes, yeah, with my foods, with my movies, my TV shows, I'm just saying, hey, this looks good. Try it out. It's like, bro. Mm. All right, you let me know how that rat burger tastes. This ain't demolition, man. All right, like that. All right, uh, yeah. So, um, what's the next review we're gonna go into? Scott Rebones to good or Muscatty. So, guys, spoiler alert. We are going to talk about Intergalactic, Hellraiser, Werewolf by Night, and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, in that order. So if you have not watched any of these four, you can check out now, and we will see you next week. Um, And enjoy the uh, theme song from Taxi if you're listening to the podcast. Video, like I said, YouTube's assholes. Rick and Morty reference. <laughs> if you didn't watch that episode, did you yeah, watch some of these episodes? No, I've been oh, very man. busy. I gotta get around to watching it. It's, it's impossible and to catch it. Sundays at eleven. Also, who's been very lame about it? Like, who doesn't want to put it on its um? Hey man, so you have that. to go that other route. And like I've been telling people for years, the theme song from Taxi slaps. So I'm sick and tired of when something starts to slap on Rick and Morty. I hate you bastards in the comments. Like what, two seasons ago with the, with the Eric Clapton song gets in the way that you use it? Now y'all just flooding the taxi comments. But yeah, so um, Intergalactic. All right, so this was uh, a story by Kid Cudi. I'm pulling up everything now. I should have had it ready, but my apologies. Uh, Kenya Bears produced it with Kid Cudi. And um, it it was written by Ian Elderman and Maurice Williams with a story by Kid Cudi. And it was directed by Fletcher Moles. Is that how you say that? M-O-U-L-E-S? I guess so. Moles? So yeah, as I said before, um, voice cast. Kid Cudi as Jabari. Jessica Williams as Meadow. uh, Timothy Chalamet as Jimmy. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign as Kai. I mean, that's not really original there, but okay. Uh, Laura Harrier as Carmen. Vanessa Hudgens as Karina. Christopher Abbott as Reed. Daniela uh, Babanella as Nadia. Jane Smith as Jordan. Keith David as Mr. Rager. Tiana Taylor as the boxing coach. Um, Arturo Castro as Lynn, who is Jabari's co-worker. Macaulay Calkin as Downtown Pat. Kid Cuddy's sister as Ellie, Jabari's older sister. Uh, Francesca Rail as Sydney and Luis Guzman as the mover. So the plot is simply this. Jabari is a charming streetwear clad artist on the cusp of real success after a chance run-in with his cool neighbor photographer, uh, Meadow. Uh, Jabari has to figure out whether he can make space for love in his life. Um, the... Um, I loved it. I got no complaints about it. I was actually watching it for like the fifth time when you texted me that you were ready with 18 minutes. The 18 minutes fifth left. Time. Just download the soundtrack. Okay, listen. I have the soundtrack. The soundtrack. That's the same. I bought the soundtrack. The soundtrack. It's, it's All better right, than so, buy. Alright, so the uh so this sh- so I don't have much that many notes. I don't have any notes to say about this movie. It's amazing. 
the the um presentation's great. The uh the the soundtrack was really it was, this movie had a vibe. The whole thing was a vibe. Oh, wait, wait, so, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. Did you just say you like some Kid Cudi music? I never said I didn't like his music. I said his music mm. is is too complicated. Look, you have to be high to enjoy his music. The issue well, is that have half the characters. No, the issues were that half the characters were high, so it fit the tone of the show. That's why it fit with him. I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't think of a, a person. What time of day can I listen to Kid Cudi? There's no time I did that I want to mellow out that much to why I just sink into my couch or bed. All right? That's the whole point. If I'm driving, I can't listen to Kid Cudi. If I'm working out, I, don't I can't know. listen you, to Kid you, Cudi. You are literally like the only person I know who complains that you have to be, quote, quote, high or relaxed to listen to Kid Cudi. I can listen to Kid Cudi doing anything. Like that opening song that they play by design. I will crash my car listening to Kid Cudi because he's going to blow me to sleep. All right. Like, so, the... Uh, oh, wait. That song that they played when he was moving in with the giant... Uh, um, panda bear or whatever it was. That's called it by design. It yeah. I I literally listen to that almost every morning, riding to work. I'll be like, mm, from dusk to dawn, I'm truly alive. Okay, well, unfortunately, the 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 music only speaks to a small part of the quality of the series. Of, of the, uh, I mean, the music, the small the part film, of the, uh, the special to the movie. Special. And, yes, thank you. So. My one of my uh, things that I have about this movie, though, so I like it, and yeah, I thought it was a strange choice. I thought, why? His, huh? Why? What? Why? You know, okay, why? Well, jumped in like this. I was going. I was going to tell you why before you cut me off. So I thought uh, this movie would focus a little more on his career, but it seems like he had it well in hand the whole time. Like his success wasn't hard for him, which is great. I like a, a movie about starring black characters who knew their shit and who were at the top of their game the entire of the yeah. movie. I thought maybe their relationship would knock him off his game. Black and white. What was that? Jeremy? I said, unless you go bright, light, and white. Yeah. Well, no, nah, I mean, I get the reference, but how does that apply to what I just said? No, I'm talking about like the relationship changing his art. He could have went bright, light, and white. He could have Right, exactly. I thought that would have been. I thought that would have been an issue, but it wasn't. He just stuck to his guns, and it was fine. Oh, cool. And like the same thing with the main character, uh, the the uh, the lady Meadow. Right. She. she, It's like no. She got to her 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 gallery in time. She put up all the pictures. She. It was touch and go which one she would pick. But no, ultimately she's she's skilled at her craft. She's successful, and it's great. I like two black characters being successful and not having a problem in in their careers. I don't, but the issue is though, did we need that whole monologue with the Lynn character trying to trip him up if it didn't lead to anything? You said Lynn? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. His, his, um, his co worker. So, yeah, that, that actually is a thing in like the comic scene for like independent creators. It's like, hey, uh, try to possibly include more white characters in this. Like, for example, remember Mario Gully? No. A little comic book called Ant. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have it anymore. Well, what happened to it? He sold it to Eric Larson, the guy who created and draws Savage Dragon. So now the art looks like shit. Oh, well. That sucks. And That's image, really interesting. And image rebooted really... it. Yeah. 
I tried to read the first issue. I'm like, this ain't this. It don't slap the same. So yeah, this was yeah, a guy well, who created that was the nineties. So. What? What? Ant was not the nineties. No, was he was in jail in the nineties when he came up with the character. Ant was like late two thousands. It wasn't late two thousands. Yes, it was. Yes, because okay. he originally did it. He he originally did it through at Arcana, which was like maybe like two thousand one, two thousand two. Then he went over to Image, and never finished right. the book. Okay, well, then he I, went over I, to I Six digress. I digress. Yes. I feel that if they weren't going to follow that thread, I don't know if it should have been there. But that's a very small nitpick. Oh, for, I mean, for, they kind of close it up. Like he he he. Like later on, remember he brought it up in the meeting. So yeah, no, they didn't show the meeting. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see like, the exactly tell me what to do. Other than that, other than that, we confirmed that he is successful and he's doing well at his job. But again, that's a very small nitpick, and maybe it didn't need to be there. I enjoyed the movie overall. I will give it full score. Chef's kiss. It was amazing. The movie, the whole movie's a vibe. Uh, one thing I definitely liked was the animation. Like, more or less, I'm surprised the frame almost, didn't get to you. No, because it wasn't as slow as Miles Morales first getting his spider powers. So this frame rate was probably at like a forty or fifty. No, nah, so it was slow to Miles. You, can, you could definitely not, not. You could definitely tell. So, so the difference. Here's the thing. So Miles was slower than the other spider people, but yes, it was still smooth. Faster. It was still smooth. His this was yeah. this was intentionally janky, and I, I'm surprised it didn't bother you. I didn't see it except for like scenes when they were like walking, like when they went on their first quote unquote not date. Like that's the only time where like it kind of like irked my nerves. But other than that, it wasn't. But what I was gonna say was right. um the animation. I love how more or less every character actually looked like the real life person who was voicing them. Like Carmen legit looked like Laura Harrier, Meadow looked like Jessica Williams, Kai obviously looked like Ty Dollar Sign. I would probably say the only character who didn't look like themselves is Timothy Chalamet, but that's because he has like long hair. But it, it looked very similar to him in the face. Like even um um who did I say? Vanessa Hudgens? Was it Vanessa Hudgens? Vanessa Williams? Yeah. No, well, no, nigga. Vanessa Hudgens. Karina. She looked her character oh. even looked a little bit like her. I mean, and obviously, Keith David uh, don't look like Mr. Rager. Is you know, Keith David is Keith David. But yeah, so um, I highly recommend it. Uh, go out and buy the soundtrack because if you stream it, they literally only get like four cents to the stream. So it's always better to buy, despite what Spencer says, and a CD player. You can buy the digital copy as what? What the fuck? Like you can't buy digital music, Samir? Uh, I mean, who buys this? Did you forget you can buy digital music? I forgot because why you can you can stream it? Like why would you buy it? Because streaming doesn't give the artist crap. You should really look more into that. I know it doesn't. It, it, they have to get a lot of streams for them to start uh, getting paid off of it. But it's like, uh, wait, where is this song going to live? Is it going to be in your in your library? Is it going to be in your phone? It's just a weird thing to do in this day and age. Hard drive. Out, basically, uh, stream services need to pay more to the artists. That's all. But they're not. It's been like that. They How long has streaming been a thing? Like a decade now? They need it's, to. It's still yeah, the same. Are. All right. So, but, moving um, to the next uh, movie. 
but yeah, like I said, check check out Intergalactic um, as soon as you get a chance. Um, yeah, man, I, nothing bad about the movie, man. Just watch it. All right, so now Hellraiser, Samir. Uh, well, this is the remake to the, uh, I think it was in uh, late uh, 80s, early 90s uh, horror film series, Hellraiser. Did it yes. start, how, how many series did he have in the 80s with that? But anyways, yeah, this is the remake. No. Uh, now, honestly, the last one was Hellraiser Revolutions, I mean Revelations, which came out in 2011. And right. the first one came so, out in 1987. Okay, so yeah, it was a, so it's a 1980s um, film series and it went to the 90s. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. Um, now let, I me get, love, let me I get, let me let me let me let me get the uh, let me get the facts out first. So, uh, movie was directed by David Bruckner. Uh, screenplay uh, screenplay was by Ben Collins and Luke Petrosky. Um, the story was also by Ben Collins, and Luke Petrosky, and that guy who we sometimes hate, David S. Goyer. Um, produced by David Goyer, Clive, uh, Clive Barker, Mark Tabaroff, Kevin Klein stars. Odessa Azion, also known as Odessa um, Adlon, uh, Jamie Clayton, Brandon Flynn, Gorna Vasijinik, Drew Stark, Drew Starkey, uh, Adam Faison, Aof Hines, um, Selena Lowe, and Hayam Abbas. So yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about the movie, Samir. I mean, it's Hellraiser, so you know uh, they. Uh, so, uh, you want me to give a little synopsis? No, Odessa Azion's character Riley comes across a box that, when uh, when you solve the puzzle, it basically uh, changes shape and uh, and ejects a very sharp blade. Once the blade cuts the person holding, if the blade cuts the person holding the, a knife, uh, they are then used as sacrifice for the uh, Cenobites to uh, basically yes. um, move the puzzle to the next stage of its of its state or something. The next stage of the thing. It, it, it keeps changing. Yes. Steps. Yes. They are also known as the Order of the Gash. Yeah. So, um, nothing bad about this movie. My only issue with this movie was Hulu. Um, Hulu. Uh, I'm pretty sure no one from Hulu is listening to this, but I'm just gonna go ahead and get it off my chest anyway. Can y'all do like some of the other streaming services and just like run all the ads at the beginning of the movie like you originally used to? Because you stopping a movie 41 minutes in when something is about to like be a jump scare for an ad, it it I literally had to go download it. So yeah, wow. okay. Well, this movie isn't. This movie didn't have that many jump scares. Um, it's not even jump scares, but like even when like something happens, it's just like something of significance. So, like, perfect example: the second time the uh, commercial break came was after she solved the puzzle box for the first time, and she was on the uh, what the hell you call that thing at the uh, at the park that you spin around on? Turn the world around, merry-go-round. No, that's at an amusement park. I think it's called Turley World. So yeah, that's not so as soon as that happened, though. commercial. All right. Well, so Bernard had like, a terrible time because he has uh, ad. He has ad. Uh, he's free Hulu, the free version. Uh, it's so, not the free version. There's no free version of Hulu. This ain't Peacock. It's cheap. 
the cheap version. Okay, so anyways, um, where was I with the synopsis? Oh yeah, so the, yeah, so you, they get sacrificed to the Cenobites and they basically have to try to survive. And obviously, the cast gets whittled down with a bunch of gruesome kills. What was your opinion of the makeup and the costume design for the Cenobites? I mean, as Hellraiser, so the makeup will always be on point. Even like back in the eighties, uh, Pinhead's uh, makeup was on point. Um, so I did like the one Cenobite who couldn't see. It kind of reminded me of um, not the Walkers. What's the um other ones from um the Last of Us? The um, Clicker. They rely on yes. They it kind of reminded me of a Clicker. Oh yeah, with the big teeth. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the Cenobites, so Jimmy Clayton as Pinhead. Now, I at, most of the way through the movie, I was like, you know, they made such a big deal about Jamie Clayton. She's barely in this movie. She did eventually pick up in, uh, uh, in momentum towards the end of the film, but she, they didn't give her much to work with throughout the entire film, and she just had glimpses of her here and there. But when she started rolling, she did such a freaking good job. So I'm like, yo, she exuded just, uh, just terror and pain. And I'm like, dang. And, on, and some sex... You know, it's prickling in there. I'm like, I was getting some vibes there. I don't know. I was like, oh, baby, you can torture me anytime. Yeah, that's. I need a new. Oh, uh, it was just oh, she was she was doing it for me. I don't want to tell you. Oh, there's something wrong with you. I don't even know what Jamie Clayton she, looks like without makeup. Oh, uh, she's, she's a pretty lady. Um, just Google what? Jamie Clayton. <laughs> I will. But yeah, I, I like I said, I, I really didn't have any issues with this movie. My only grievance was with um, Hulu. Yeah. Uh, so, will I yeah, watch it again? Uh, yes, because I downloaded it. So no ads for me. <laughs> so this, uh, yeah, this movie did a great job, and I love the costume design. I'm a sucker for costume and makeup design done correctly in a movie. And uh, yeah, it's just it was amazing. You can't and, see uh, me, but I was rolling my eyes as soon as you said that because I knew you was gonna throw a little a little spice at the end of that sentence. The uh, the care the cast did a good job, and the kill scenes were great. Just everything was done so well. Okay, wait. Now that I think about it, I did have one grievance. What's um, that? The the like last act more or less was kind of predictable, like. I, I was getting 13 vibes ghosts from this, but the only difference was, well, no, it happened at, at the end of 13 ghosts as well. I had a feeling that uh, her boyfriend was working with the guy. I did not have that. I don't know how you got that at all. Like, like when, that's, when, that's, that's when, not, that sounds like I was a, 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 a freaking stab in the dark. Like you have no evidence to support why he'd be working with the guy. But well, he had money issues. So why not go to the rich everyone, guy? Who, everyone has everyone has money issues in this in this movie because they're all poor. You know, only capitalism. Only only Riley and her boyfriend have the money issues. Her her brother was working. Hell, he covered her portion of the rent. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't trying to do that no more. And he was, and they I know, commented but on how poor was, they were. I know. I get that, but it's just like it was. It was. It was a little predictable. Just a little bit. It wasn't. Let me see. Look, man, just this is why I don't really rock with horror movies. It's just like sometimes you know, right? But that's what, but that's what I'm saying. I have to call cap on this because this the plot, as far as I saw, as soon as her friend got stabbed, I was like, it's probably the rich guy. 
Because as soon as that happened, I'm like, how does this house still have power when no one's living there? Of course it's the rich guy. We knew that was not a surprise that he was still running around. The boyfriend was a twist. You did not see that coming. That is not, there's no way. I call Cap. I call Cap because you had no evidence. You just don't, you can throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. You can do that with any movie. That's not predictability. That's you guessing. That's not the same thing. It was predictable. It wasn't. You just threw things at the wall until it stick. Because I don't see how that movie revealed that the boyfriend was anything other than what he said he was up until that point. Like, up until that point, he was acting straight crazy around that box. Like, uh, she told him the whole thing, and he believed her. And, and it's like, oh, so boy, man, yeah, this a, is it. It's a horror movie trope. It's not. It's a horror movie trope. Yes, it is. It's not. It's not. It's usually somebody... The boyfriend does not always betray the main character. It's not in all these always the boyfriend, but, it's, but nine times out of ten, it's someone who had something to do with either the person who had the MacGuffin or something of that nature. Like I said, it happened no, okay. in Thirteen Ghosts. What? Go ahead. Thirteen Ghosts. I was going to say the movie's terrible. Thirteen Ghosts. Anyway, I was going to say. Uh, so on that note, maybe if you could, maybe zero in on the fact that maybe he do he was too. Worried about the box? That might be it. I guess. Possibly. Because she didn't have yeah. to try that hard to convince him. Maybe. Yeah. But, like, dude, you got to admit, sometimes things are predictable in horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so, let's see. Um... I, honestly, I got those notes. I give it a chef's kiss. It was amazing. I give it a, a perfect 10.000 on Infinitum. I give it a nine and a quarter. Yeah. For predictability uh, towards the end. Because everyone knew she was going to stab him. Well, yeah, well, after after he proves himself to be false, that wasn't yes. predictability. That makes sense. If it, she did not stab him, that would not have made sense, and no one would have liked the film. Okay? Don't but mark don't again, Samir, that's, still not a movie. that's not predictability. Wait, why, why not? Bro, we we penalize movies all the time and who stick to, with no, the basic tropes of filmmaking. Never do that. That's not a basic trope. That is that's what that's that's causality. She has to stab him because she has to save her actual friend because he betrayed her. He's now an enemy. What why would not why would she not attack her enemy? That makes no sense if she didn't do anything else out of that out of that um that scenario. That's not predictability. That's good writing. It makes sense. A plus one equals two. It's math. Okay? That makes why would you why would she do anything else? You wanna you wanna fault the movie for making sense? You know what else is um you know what else math is? Predictable. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So uh guys, okay. watch I, I, I guess Bernard Bernard watch doesn't know how horror movies work, but okay, great. Yes, go watch. I do um, know how go watch Hell right. I don't think you nine do. You don't watch enough of, of them. Nine out of ten of them are predictable. But yeah, guys, so go watch Hellraiser on Hulu. Say that, but he hasn't watched a horror movie all year. This is probably his first one. And, it's, and there's been like is. there's been like twenty horror movie releases this year, and he's only watched Bro, like one or two. I, just because I don't watch the horror movies you don't that you watch, that doesn't mean that what? I don't watch horror movies. What horror movies have you watched this year? You watched uh, Scream. What else? I can't think of what else off the top of my head. Bro, I don't even remember half the movies I watched this year. I can think of all the horror movies I watched this year. 
Well, congratulations. You finally remember something. And, and, and they're all different, just so you know. Okay? So when you say something predictable, that means your, your, your taste is shit. Okay? Because clearly you're, you're watching the same thing over and over again because you're picking wrong. Or you don't know how the plot works and you think it's predictable when, in fact, the movie just makes sense. Just saying. Most movies aren't I predictable, think, Samir. They're not. I think most movies make I sense. Don't know good. I don't get why you just can't let that go. Most movies are predictable. Movies... Have a movies and TV shows have a basic A B C plot. Sure, they do. Yes, but they should they shouldn't be predictable. They should just make sense. That's not predictability. I think I think you're I think you're you're confusing uh, well executed plot points with predictability. That's not it. If it made sense to you, that doesn't mean it's predictable. Okay. Two things can be the same. It can make sense no, and be predictable. I think they can, yes, they can be the same. I think in this case, that's not the case. No, that's, in this case, it's not the case. All right? I yeah. think you're confusing, I think you're conflating the term predictable with uh, sensible. All right, anyways, we both enjoyed the movie one more than the other, obviously, because Bernard is a tool. Let's go to the next one. All right, Werewolf by Night um, on Disney Plus. Dropped today. Uh, I'm sorry, dropped on Friday. Uh, yeah. fifty-five uh, minute uh, TV special. So um, I had no prior knowledge to this project because I just heard, "Oh yeah, World by Night." Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna uh, expand Marvel's magic universe essentially. And I'm like, "Okay, sure, I'll watch it, whatever." And I went into it, and I'm like, "Oh, snap, man, thing! Oh, snap, Elsa Bloodstone! Whoa, what? This is so cool!" So yeah, this definitely I want. I've been one Elsa Bloodstone in the MCU. Now she's in it. Yes. So, yeah, I'm super excited. And then, Oh, also, anyone who says that Disney can't do gore, what? There you go. Okay? It was very gory. You couldn't wait till I got, like, the facts of the movie and the, uh, the plot out before you went on your little rant? Nope. I was too excited. Go ahead with the plot. I'll drink this uh, last bit of my soda. So, on a, dark, on a dark and somber night, the secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows to gather at the Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. The attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic. So, what the fuck is that? What? You shaving? It sounds like, like an electric... It sounds like an electric there's nothing, region. There's nothing here. Also, sometimes it's better to ignore when you hear things because then we have to explain. I, no one, I, heard, no one, I heard it for like two audience, minutes. Our audience doesn't want to hear this. Our audience minutes. doesn't want to hear this. Our audience doesn't want to hear this. It's like, oh, what's that? I hear something. No one cares. You can just edit this out of post. It's a bad. Why do you always you always have to you always have to notice something? Like just ignore it sometimes, unless it's persistent. It was persistent. I was trying to say that before you cut me off. And in this case, it wasn't persistent because you could have just ignored or edited out this one clip. I didn't even react to it. If I'm not reacting to it, why are you reacting to it? Because it's on your end. Maybe it's just you who has the problem. I didn't hear it. Samir, it came through my headphones. Yeah, so it might be it's your headphones that has interference. No. I'm telling you, it was coming from your end. But oh, I didn't hear it. So, yeah, this was directed by Michael uh, Giacchino. It stars Gail Garcelle uh, Burnell, Lord Donnelly, uh, Harriet Samson Harris. Uh, Michael uh, Giacchino uh, also did the music. Um, my only issue with this was Gail Garcelle Burnell. Um, once again, we're just colorblind casting in Marvel. 
Uh, uh, explain. explain. Jack Russell's a white man. Character's name is literally Jack Russell. Okay. I'm sorry, what? What do you mean, what? what? So the character Jack, he, he was he's, he's originally black or something? Like, what was the issue? I said he's white. So what was he not then? Hispanic. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. He looked white to me. Hmm. That's that's what that's what I honestly it was in black and white. I didn't notice that he was Latino or Hispanic. Even at the end when it went in the color, I he looked. I guess he looked European. I My other so issue. So we actually just talked about this last week. Uh, oh shit! I'm just dropping crap. Um, how uh, we were talking about how was it last week? Might have been two weeks ago when Ryan was on. How we were talking about how you know Hollywood's just lazy. And Laura Donnelly. Elsa oh, Bloodstone. Yeah, he's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Elsa Bloodstone. Where's the red hair? Well, she's red coat. But yeah, yeah, she's blood she is lazy. Yeah, correct. But I don't think Bernard should have any uh, issue with that because he, he loves lazy uh makeup and costume work. There's a difference between someone possibly having a makeup re- allergic reaction to makeup. And not maybe just she has a red wig or her maybe, hair she has a, maybe she doesn't want to be hot with the wig, Bernard. You can't pass a whole show which makes a character was new to the character because they don't have the budget, as opposed to something simple well, like hair color. The Titans, but that, why do you keep bringing it back to Titans when we're talking about other stuff? You spent like a whole ten minute rant talking about Titans when I don't remember what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, but You're you right. just like literally talking back to Titans, bro. Leave Titans alone. I don't want to admit the show sucks. <laughs> I like the show. I'm not going to admit it sucks. Why would I admit something that I watch on a weekly basis whenever the new season starts sucks? Well, That's like me telling you Teen Titans Go sucks, but you love Teen Titans Go. You will stand on your laurels for Teen Titans Go because Teen Titans Go knows what it is. Guess what? Titans know what it is as well. But I hey, see, that's neither here nor there. Why, now let's why, get back to why, why is he punching? Why is he punching? He don't, he don't know who he is. He's punching. He's punching people. Why is he not transforming? Can we get can we can we get back to Werewolf by Night? Because I'm not doing sure. this right now. She she does have mm-hmm. very red hair in the comics. I yeah, exactly. How you hear about that? Her, you, her hair is very brown. Her hair looks jet black when it, it went is, to color. It's, it's it's brunette. She's a brunette. Oh. Okay, so Thank yeah, you. so um, I had no issue with this with this uh special presentation as Marvel labeled it. And they said they will be doing more special presentations in the future. Uh, it did get a lot of acclaim because of its practical effects and gore. So, like Samir said before, don't say that Marvel or Disney can't do horror because they can. But one thing I actually did love that a lot of people didn't realize, Man-Thing was real. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was not used, CG. They used very little CG out on him, yeah. Yeah, they only did it to, like, polish him up. For a little bit of, uh for a few clips but that was about it like the action sequences but yeah i mean hopefully that man thing suit was uh air conditioned but um i'm more than likely going to watch this again around halloween uh i hope they release a color edition the same way dc decided to release a justice the gray justice is gray edition of the snyder cut oh uh, I don't think it needs a color uh, edition. I like I like the effects it had. It would it would basically kind of kill the the the, the 
closing of the ser- of the show special if it had, wasn't colored the whole time. I'm, I get that, but I mean, you can do both. It's like if if Zack Snyder's Justice League can have two different versions on HBO Max, we can have two different versions of this on Disney Plus. Uh, it ain't gonna hurt nobody. Uh, but uh, I like I like the uh, practicality of uh, Jack's uh, wolf form. I always like when you know we get practical werewolf looks as opposed to you know the wolf man, which kind of started off as practical, then it kind of just went like very left with the Benicio del Toro remake that no one watched. That's why you I watched that uh, one. It wasn't very good though. It was it dragged. You, that's why it's one of the reasons why Universal's Monster Universe is dead, along with Tom Cruise's Mummy. Was that um, supposed to be a part of it? That that the Twin Tim Wolfman. Yeah, that Samir. wasn't supposed to be part of it. Bring... no, they were trying to bring back the entire monster universe. You know how DC know tried to reboot to, but I don't think I don't Samir. think that film Samir. was part of it, though, was it? Once again, cut me off. I'm trying to get to a point here. You know how DC tried to reboot their whole film universe with Green Lantern and it failed, and then they had to do Man of Steel. Yeah, that's what that's what was basically the same thing with the Wolfman. Oh, the they mummy. tried twice. They tried twice. Yes, telling me that. Why yes. start with that? This movie, this movie had terrible reviews. Yes, it did, but, it did okay um, in the box office. Well, almost okay. No, it, it it underperformed actually. What? Okay, what's the budget and what did it make? It underperformed. It made one forty and it, the budget was one fifty, so it underperformed. Yeah, it bombed. That's a bomb. You have to make yeah, double to um, be considered a success. Um, so yeah, no complaints with this. Like I said, I, I want a color version. Um, Samir doesn't. I give it a 10. I wish it was longer. I would have liked to see more of Man Thing, aka Ted. Samir? I don't, I think we had an adequate amount of Ted. Um, I did enjoy the, the, the uh, black and white special effects. And obviously, I love, um, uh, Laura, what's her name? Laura Connolly? Donnelly. Donnelly, yes, there we go. Laura Donnelly. I love her. She's not Scottish. Okay. No, Scottish is usually Connolly. Irish is Donnelly. I okay, yes, that that's a thing that you know, Bernard. So um, don't yeah, do that. Donnelly. You be just throwing random facts like all the time. And then one time I'll do it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Connolly, Donnelly. Good, good job, know, Bernard. I don't know what you're talking about, and uh, I, I don't like your tone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I enjoyed everything, but yeah, and I enjoyed the, the black and white effects, and I enjoyed the uh, limited amount of um, uh, time we got with Man Thing. We don't we didn't need more than what we got. Also, bro, I like Man Thing. Man Thing is one of my favorite characters. I'm probably yeah, the yeah. only person you but, know. Hold on, let me get this out. I'm probably the only person you know who watched that crappy movie that New Line did in like the mid 2000s. Okay, uh, that, that 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 I didn't even watch that movie. So See, anyway, did you know? Di- did you even know it existed? No, I did not. So See? anyway, I digress. It, it's, it's not that I'm sorry, but it's called Werewolf by Not, not Man Thing. He would have took the whole plot; it wouldn't make any sense. All right, we got the adequate amount. He exists in the universe. Be happy, okay? Now, the one thing I would say I would change was I think they should they should have done a little more. I, I get they're, they're going for practical effects, which is fine. So I get why they didn't. But I would like to more emphasis on the wolf and the wolf man. Just saying. But I'm a sticker when it comes to werewolf mythosis. And vampires. Yeah, that too. 
All right, so what yeah. What do you, uh, you give it, fool? Because you didn't say nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I give it a solid um, 9.1. Mm. It was good. It was very enjoyable. And I love the addition to the MCU. All right. All right, guys. So now we are going to get into She-Hulk. Episode I'm mad. 8. I'm mad. It got me mad. <laughs> I'm so angry about this episode. So the episode titled Ribbit and Rip It. Directed by Kat Coro, the uh, written by Corey Ziegler. Um, yeah, so description: She Hulk represents Leapfrog, who was injured due to a malfunction in his custom-made super suit. So, guest appearances: We got Renee Elise Goldsberry returning as Mallory Book, Ginger Gonzago returned as Nikki, Steve Coulter as Holden Holloway, um, Tess Malice Kincaid as Elaine Walters. Mark Lynn Baker as Morris Walters. John Bass came back as Todd. Josh Segura showed back up as, pa- as Todd. Griffin Matthews returned as Luke has, Jacobson. Okay. And the one that everybody was waiting for because, you know, I really wish they never would have said anything. Charlie Cox as Matthew Murdoch. So, go ahead, Samir. Get into it. Like I'm angry. Man. So, all right. So, uh, okay. So, this is a mark of a good show. And if, oh, if you can, um, by the way, I am getting that uh, She Hulk uh, Funko of her in the dress. Great, uh, Funko sucks. Anyways, so She Hulk is a great show, and, and and you they built her up over all these episodes to make her very likable. I already came in liking the character, but Tatiana Manzani has done a great job of making her relatable and very easy to like. And when someone does something that you don't like to a character, you do. It's, oh god! It makes you very angry in real life. What's up with you making all these Hulk angry puns? You know, I'm mad. I'm upset. It makes me very angry. Yeah, exactly. Because you can align yourself with the character. So, long story short, if you haven't seen the episode, uh, they the incels, the intelligentsia, uh, they finally sprung the trap and basically ruined Jen's very sexist, misogynistic. Uh, corporate bullshit moment because she wasn't getting the like how you woman of the uh, woman lawyer of the year sharing the award with like eight other women but okay uh they that mind you the uh the the lunacy of that moment wasn't lost on any of them but they took that moment to basically just I mean what do you call that attack her like like what, yeah, what they, was that that's um yeah they basically uh insulted her character. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so let me get this straight. She this dates a guy. It wasn't because it was all true. But, but she, dates a guy, she dates a guy for four, they went on four or five dates. How is she a slut? Yeah, how is she a slut? Like, it took a okay. while. For- because they also put up, like, all the likes from her dating profile. Um, yeah, no, after that. I'm, and then and these cowards sit in the back, snickering in the mask. I'm like, yo, if it was me, I wouldn't stop. They would all die. I don't care. All right, they would have been squish. Okay, y'all lucky, Jen. Nice. I'm like, man, I was upset. That had me hopping mad. I was so mad. So I can't was wait to see. No, <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next episode because I'm just pissed. I'm like, how dare you destroy her smile? Her smile should be protected. Samir, you know she's a fictional character, right? You you have no chance of um, hooking up with She Hulk. 
It's not about that, sir, all right? And then even if she was real, I wouldn't be doing this to have a chance to hook up with her, all right? No one should go through what, she, what that character went through. That was just very, uh, just oof. And it, it's, it's not really so much the character at this point either. It's definitely, it annoys me that there's people like that in real life that have these, the, the, this, these twisted little brains that are entitled to this, I don't know what you can call, incels just pissed me off. That's all. They, they they truly do. The entitlement and the and the chip on their shoulder for no damn reason. So um Samir jumped straight to the end of the episode, guys. I was so, mad. Yeah, we we obviously didn't talk about what set the whole episode off and what inspired the title of the episode. Like I said in the synopsis, Jim represents Leapfrog, who is actually a big um client of um GK LNH. Um was actually the father, the son is the individual who is Leapfrog. At first, you know who I thought Leapfrog was going to be? I thought Leapfrog was going to be the girl, I mean, the, the guy who uh, her mother talked about in episode two. Remember when right. she was like, oh, yeah, I met this guy who wants to be a superhero. So, yeah, yeah, I was not, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting that to um, happen. Um, so, yeah, she had to go ahead and um, take the case and go after her suit maker, Luke Jacobson. And once that happened, he literally tore the dress that he was making her to shreds and said, I will see you in court. And obviously, they went to court. And guess who Luke Jacobson's attorney was? None other than Matthew Murdoch. And Charlie Cox is definitely pulling out the Irish accent, if you notice it a little bit. I did not notice it, but... Uh, you got you to go back. Yeah. Like like some of the words, he's, he's, he's adding that extra emphasis to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah... Uh, the hell was that asshole's name? Um, um, uh, Leapfrog. They don't yeah. have this civilian name on here. Um, he calls Jin because you know he's got some trouble. Oh, at this point, we find out this idiot decided to use jet fuel to power his rocket boots. Because, okay, people, do us a favor. Read instructions that come with stuff. Just don't be like, oh, I'm plugging in. I hope for the best. Read the instructions sometimes. If it's something simple like a toaster, that's cool. But if you go and buy like a smart fridge, please go read the instructions instead of just trying to figure out how you're going to program the TV on it. And even then, you don't need a TV on your on your refrigerator. Also, most appliances have very nice instructional videos on YouTube. Yeah, that too. But, um... So, yeah, uh... We find out that um, Daredevil is chasing after Leapfrog because he decided to kidnap Luke Jacobson. And, and we hey, finally see the costume. Yes, we finally saw the costume outside of teaser trailers and, you know, fan art and whatnot. And Jin had her first superhero team up. And, you know, she made fun of, you know, him being able to hear, uh, I mean, quote, unquote, see and you know she basically called it echolocation like he's some sort of batman i mean and, and he was going all yeah. i know but that's what she said but uh he went in all stuff like and you know everyone as soon as like they showed the hallway scene i started getting season one vibes with daredevil man and she kind of came and did what she does best and smashed through the ceiling yep and um so yeah um Eugene went to jail. Uh, her and Luke made up, and Luke is making her dress. And Matt had to do the walk of shame the next day. 
Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know why you find that. You're so excited about that. Yeah, it was. It was kind of funny. It was funny, bro. He's just walking out in daylight in his suit, barefoot on the grass, talking to people walking their dogs. And then Nikki came in and was like, "Oh yeah, Samir, you probably didn't notice, but you got a slightly longer episode." Yeah, this was a slightly longer episode. Thank God. Also, people are saying that uh, Nikki with the uh, makeup brushes was a Wolverine reference. Yeah, it was a Wolverine reference. And people got mad at that. No, I don't like how they're throwing out these hints at Wolverine because this was like the second Wolverine reference in the show. Why, like, why, why are y'all mad about that? Yeah. But, um, so yeah, like Samir said when he went on his rant, uh, Jen attended the Southern California Lawyer Awards Gala where she accepted the Female Lawyer of the Year, but the intel- intelligence here basically smeared her reputation. And she went on, she she literally hulked out the way she did in Avengers Disassembled. Not that More bad. Well, she she kind of yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't let's really say, that bad. That's a ten because she ripped the vision in half. I would probably say this is maybe a six. It's more of a four or a three, but I, I wouldn't say a four. She three. stopped she, on her. She, she stopped on her own, so that's not that. She, that's yes, not that angry. Yeah, but she also destroyed property. She could have damn it collapsed that whole building. But yeah, so uh, once again, no, um, no mid credit scene. Screw damage control. We got one more episode left, and, and um, I don't want to see it go. I mean, hey man, everything ends. You can always go back and rewatch it. Perfect example. I'm rewatching. I'm I actually started to rewatch all the Marvel Disney Plus shows. So I'm going to be starting Falcon and the Winter Soldier. See, I, I think I, I'm not sure. I think yeah. It was uh, it was, it was when Ryan was on, and how I always be saying this man got more time than he letting on, and he rewatching TV shows. Samir, I'm not binging the shows. I might mm-hmm. watch one episode tonight, and I'll probably go back and watch another episode like four days from now. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. I I restarted Team Wolf. Right, guess what? I'm only on season two, episode two, and I started that what like three months ago. So yeah. And and I don't have a lot of time because guess who has to edit the podcast? Uh, make sure all the audio is leveled out. Find you know clips and things to reference. Upload and still try to make plans for a date. Me. All right. Well, you know, um, good luck on your date. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Do we have anything else in this episode? Um, no episodes. Uh, like we said, the whole series is a ten. No complaints. This episode was a lot longer. Maybe Bruce is going to come back in the last episode. I know we're going to get something with Emil Blonsky uh, transforming into the Abomination and like dancing on his compound because that was in the mid-season trailer. So that's obviously yeah. going to happen in the last episode unless it got deleted. Oh, unless like they decide, yeah, 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 unless they decide not to, yeah. Yeah, but I doubt that because they wouldn't have put it in the mid-season trailer. But um, so yeah, I, I really can't think of anything else to say. Um. Maybe Wong's coming back. I don't know. But yeah, so guys, uh, we're going to call it a wrap because we've been talking for almost two hours. So yeah, this is Bernard. And this is Samir. Ah, damn it. We fucked up. Do over. This is Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider. Oh, this is Samir, the King in Black. I'm tired. Yeah, and uh, this is another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Join us next time. Same Blur channel, same Blur network. So, um, in. Like I said, next week we're going to be talking about everything SDCC related. The week after that, we will more than likely be talking about, uh, 
I'm sorry, two weeks from then, we'll be talking about uh, Black Adam, possibly, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, not, not really going into that with any type of excitement whatsoever. There is something yeah. coming out next week, and I just I am can't also, what it okay, is. Okay, so I want to I try to watch some uh, horror movies this week, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll shoot some of them out uh, to give recommendations also throughout this month. So uh, next week, think uh, get ready for like maybe two of the three of them. I'll throw out that I've watched in the last week. Oh, yeah, because you said you were going to watch Smile, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I haven't gotten around to watching that yet, but I will very soon. And, uh, yeah, I've watched a couple other ones this week, this month as well. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, and um, I might check out The Midnight Club on Netflix. So, basically, the plot of that is um, The Midnight Club follows a group of five terminally ill patients in Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather at midnight to share scary stories. So if you like things along the lines of Goosebumps or You're Afraid of the Dark, um, you can check yeah, it out. Yeah, and this one, this one's done by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, no, no, that was scary stories to tell in the dark. I don't think. No, uh, you know, you're right. This is Mike Flanagan. Yeah, which is all, which is almost as good because man, Mike Flanagan has done a lot. Of, he's done uh, The Haunting of Black Manor, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, uh, yep. Midnight, Midnight Mass, Mass. Uh, Hush. So yeah, um, like I said, I'm not I'm not entirely confident, and I'm gonna check it out because sometimes you know don't have time. Um, within the course of you know us recording next time. Well, but, I will be watching it because it's, it's highly reviewed and it's doing it's doing a good job. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's on my list, but hey, we know how things go on my list on Netflix. Yeah, he's gonna sit there. he's gonna find time to rewatch Marvel shows though, sir. Yes, don't Bernard. Sh- don't don't shit on Marvel, okay? I'm not sure, but you already watched it. You already watched it, and then you say I don't have you don't have time. So what is it? Do you have time to go back and watch stuff, or do you got, or do you not have time to watch these things? Honestly, I spend more time on Disney Plus than I do Netflix, so that's the issue. Well, maybe you should go to Netflix more. I mean, there's stuff on there, but it's just like. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of good stuff actually. I know. For example, I still haven't watched the Fear Street movies. Yeah, yeah, those are all good. Those are very. They're good on my list. Like I'm, I'm almost done with season two of um, Ultraman, and that'll probably be it until Masters of the Universe comes back. We're getting more of that. <sighs> all right, everybody. Good night. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a friend because this guy obviously forgot that they announced season two of Matt. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Probably. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to bed, y'all. You suck, Samir. Bye. <laughs>